Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For the last several weeks, uh, our, uh, our, we were starting a series on, um, on walking from uh, Egypt into our promise, and we got derailed by Holy Spirit. Um, you know, right now, there is so much in the air in our nation, in our world. Anybody here gotten sideswiped by stuff? In the media, in in life, in conversations with people, you lost your joy, you lost your hope, you went to a place of hell in accusation, judgment, and condemnation, and that was just before you got out of the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> Anybody been there? You're like, just oh my goodness, in three seconds on Facebook, and I don't even know Jesus anymore, you know. Um, and the re- the thing is, is I don't have any authority anywhere if I don't have authority over my own heart and my own mind, it starts there. If I'm to have any effect in the world, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by his spirit flowing through me. And if I've closed the gate to Holy Spirit and I'm letting in another spirit. And so what we've been focusing over the last couple of weeks is we've focused on this whole thing of how do we with Holy Spirit, with our mind and our thoughts? right? How do we filter? How do we discern what is Holy Spirit and what is not? And we've talked about the fruit of the Spirit. We've talked about love. And today we're going to take it a step further as we talk about exchanging lenses. And so we brought in a, uh, a world-renowned expert on the topic, Masha. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> Good morning. Whew. Jesus, thank you that you're here, that you're flowing, that, Father, um, that you're going to speak through me. I just give this to you. Let me, just you flow through me, Jesus. (laughs) Mm. So the verse that the Lord has been really highlighting to me in this last season has been Proverbs 3, and it's probably a favorite verse of so many people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your ways. Um, so I, I am, you know, those of you who know me know that I'm a super practical person. I'm, I'm very real. Right? I'm like, okay, do not give me a lot of direction. Do not give me a lot of, like, mumbo-jumbo or, like, pretty phrases. Like, tell me how to actually do it. Okay? Who is my people? Who wants to know how to actually do it? (laughs) How do I walk this out? How do I walk this out of trusting the Lord and not leaning on my own understanding? Right? Ooh, because that's big, right? It says that if we do that that he will direct our path and that we will actually make it where we're going, right? That we will, actually, we will not keep going in circles. We will not keep just being in this place of just everything being ripped out from under us, but we will actually fulfill our destiny, right? We will get to the places where we need to go. So how do we do it? 
So who has been with me when I do my whole um, earth and heaven diagram? <laughs> okay, wow, not very many of you. All right, well, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll do a refresh, yes. So I will need all of us participating, right, and shouting things out. So... This is heaven, and this is earth. Okay, so the Lord created Adam and Eve, right? And put them in this amazing place, right, in Eden, Garden of Pleasure, where all of their needs were supplied. Everything was amazing until what happened? Sin, right? Until they listened to the snake and sin came into the world, right? So shout out what things came in as a snowball of sin. Shame. Okay, let's do this. Um, as we're um, shouting out things that are here, let's shout out what, what's the opposite in heaven. What's the opposite of, of shame? Honor. All right, what else? Toil. So what's uh, rest? Okay. Fear. Love and peace, right? All right, hold on. Hate. What would be the opposite? Love, right? Guilt. Um, sickness. Okay, lies, what would be here? Bondage. Woo! Ooh, I don't know if I, if I can spell that. <laughs> lack, okay. So what's the opposite of lack? Okay, we'll hope. Trust. Yes, big one, confusion. What would be here? Clarity, wisdom. Death, doubt, confidence here, what would be the opposite? Very good. Acceptance. 
Wow. What a package, right? And so this whole system, also law, right, was introduced to deal with this system, right? And what's here? Okay. So grace, yes, we will unpack that a little bit. And those things to stand out. A heart. And I don't know, a circle around law. <laughs> All right, so very different picture, right? Whew. I would say here we are separated, right? We can't hear the Lord. What would that word be? Unable to hear, like what would be a good word in English? Well, like spiritually dead or like, like deaf. <laughs> spiritually deaf yeah and then here we're able to hear right we're alive to God we're connected alive awakened <laughs> ah. wow So I would submit to you that up here is where the air is clear. <laughs> up here and up here is where we can actually hear and get wisdom and revelation. I would submit that every invention, every idea, every solution for our businesses, for our homes, right, for our lives is already in here. So here's my question. What keeps us down here? And what are the things that we would need to let go to come up here? Okay, it's gonna be super practical. Maybe a little painful, but practical, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we can't probably go over everything that has to go, um, we have to let go, but I have several things that I want to highlight and kind of break out, okay? And also just with our scripture, here is the trust, right? Trusting in the Lord. And this system is my own understanding, okay? It's the worldly ways, it's the world's way of understanding things. It's, um, so, my own understanding, okay? So, we will always go between these two places, but I just feel like once we write everything out, it's very clear to see and very clear to discern where we are at, right? What fruit is manifesting in our lives, right? This is going to be the fruit of the Holy Spirit, this would be a fruit of the nether kingdom, right? Even though this can sometimes masquerade as religion, okay? You know, I think most of my silliness in life has been, I have this fruit in my life, mm -hmm. but I think if I try a little bit harder with this, mm -hmm. I can turn this to that. 
Anybody? You're like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in suspicion, so I'm going to double down on suspicion so I can get to peace. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or, or have you ever gotten called out on your stuff? They're like, yeah, that looks like suspicion. No, that's discernment. It just smells like how right i mean the reality is until we're honest with the fruit that's manifesting in our lives we can't exchange it as long as we're expecting this to somehow bring the fruit of life to bring abundance and bring life and bring faith and hope and life and health as long as we expect these to somehow create that we're going to be delusional and the minute we recognize, oh, this is what's manifesting in my life. Okay, God, I need to exchange it. I don't need to make this better, right? Lipstick on a pig. I want his exchange. Yeah, I just have to let go, right? And so in this season, I feel like there's been several things that just come and drag us down into this realm. And I feel like if we just go through this simple exercise of letting go of some of those things, a lot of us will leave here in a completely different place, walking in this, walking in love and in peace, okay? So the first thing I want to go after is judgments. I know, it's my favorite. <laughs> I'm really good at it. But you know, we've been laughing with Peter. It's like, I don't really judge people. I just judge people who judge people. <laughs> I know, I know. We're good at it, right? Huh? You're in my club. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like, yeah. It's so justified. It's my favorite, right? <laughs> this, this, this is the thing, though, y'all. We can keep as many pet things as we want. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. We can keep our judgment. We can keep some of the other things we're going to talk about. But it's going to produce confusion. It's going to produce hatred. It's going to produce um, the, um, in the new age, it's called karma. Where the law, right? Where you get what you deserve. <laughs> Which is, Jesus said, what we deserve, right? We deserve death, right? We get life for free. Undeserved. So if we want other people to get what they deserve, guess what? We have to get what we deserve. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> so painful, right? Because, oh my word, but they really hurt me. Like, they really should get what they deserve. Okay. Yes, we can go that route, right? The, the whole unforgiven servant where they get thrown into the torture pit <laughs> and get tortured a little bit. Whew. 
So we can forgive and release and release judgments or we can stay here. That's the choice. Should I go off to another thing? <laughs> Everyone is like scared. What is going to happen? <laughs> oh my word. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do it as a Russian because I don't think Americans can um can can do it. <laughs> can say that this is the good thing. <laughs> I would say we're going to have to let go of our opinions. <laughs> I know. So you can stay here with your opinion. But I have a right to have an opinion about everything. And I have a right to say my opinion about everything. Well, I don't know. Ask the Lord. A lot of times when I ask him, he's like, oh, you really should keep that to yourself. <laughs> I don't. And a lot of times what he says, unless you release your opinion, you cannot receive my opinion. Come on. Anybody here, though, have a hard time discerning what's an opinion? Because I'm right. See, this truth up here is not facts. You can't Google it. What is truth? Jesus. The presence of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus is the Holy Spirit in you. If you have something that is true, you, if you run it past the truth and ask the truth what he thinks, because as, as Anne reminded us as we were sitting here, accuracy is not a fruit of the Spirit. Facts are not a fruit of the Spirit. The devil is a master of facts. Anybody here at 3 a.m. been reminded of facts by the devil? Here's the 34 ways you're going to die. Here's the 70,000 things that person did. When it talks about being turned over to the torturers, 3 a.m. conversations with the devil are torture. Anybody want to be delivered from those? Masha will tell you how. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so, yeah. Some of the opinions will have to be let go. Right? You ready for the next one? The shoulds. Who are my shooters? <laughs> well, Christians should. Um, I don't know. Good people should. It's, it's this um, law. Going around and... and okay, so when I'm in conversation with someone or when I get to that place myself where I'm shooting a lot. Or if someone, if my friend is like, well, they should have done this, they should do this, they should, 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 or like the church should be this, the, um, the, if you're a good person, you should be this, you should, should, should. I'm like, oh my word, 
They're heading in for a pile of should. Because the moment you don't measure up, that whole pile crashes on you. Right? So some of the shoots will have to be let go. So judgments, opinions, the shoots. Right? Because this system of of law, even though it sounds righteous and wonderful with all the shoots, it only produces death. Mm-hmm. And it could be in the religious sphere, or it could be in health, or politics, or any other shoots we have, right? Whew. I would say the last thing I want to talk about is our expectations. that a lot of times our expectations have to be released for us to hear the Lord. Because how many of you expected something and believed for something and had a certain picture of how things were going to work out and it didn't? And there is like this, I almost see this picture of this huge question mark of just blocking the way to heaven. Like I'm definitely... I feel like we've walked that out and still walking it out, right? Like the whole time in Russia, there are so many questions. There's so many expectations. And we were there for seven years, and we fully believed that we were going to see, like, the revival and everything. And we saw the opposite of that. And it's like, wow, I imagined it's going to roll like this. And it rolled completely different. What am I going to do with that expectation? Am I just going to hang on to it and let it block me? Or am I going to release it and receive an expectancy that no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter how everything works out, that he's working all things for my good? You know, the problem with expectancy is it blocks off a whole area. Expectations. Expectations are that they, it blocks off a whole area so I can't receive what God has for me because the area is already full. Mm-hmm. I, I've told you guys before about my buddy, uh, Partly Cloudy. Um, literally every time I, I met him, he, he was a person who got wounded in the Jesus People movement in uh, about 1971 and met a girl and the Lord told him she was going to be his wife. So he told her she did not hear the same spirit, praise God, and she ran the opposite direction. And when I met him in, I guess, 89, you know, about 18 years later, when he said he was still waiting for her. She was married to someone else, yeah. right? So, like, talk about expectation not fulfilled, right? So for 18 years, he has this blank spot. And the longer you hold on to an expect unfulfilled, the more brittle it becomes. Anybody here tried to talk to someone who's lived with an expectation for a long time? And you're like, slightly unrealistic. And they're like, stop, right? 
but mine makes sense. But, you know, it's a scary thing to surrender our expectations to God, isn't it? But what if God's grace for us is better than our best fantasies and dreams? What if, if I give him the shattered pieces of my expectation, he gives me everything? Jesus said, dear children, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But how often when God gives us a promise, we immediately begin to make up a little scrapbook of what it's going to look like. Anybody? Right? You've already laid it out, and then this, and then this, and then this. Who here, when you laid it out, it happened exactly as you planned? Never. Ever. In fact, our expectations often keep us from being able to see where he's trying to lead us to get to the promise, because we're like, no, it's got to be this way. He's, we've, at step one, we've already missed it. So it's so simple in some ways to let go of our own understanding, right? To let go of our thing and just say, it's been like almost like a mantra in my mind. Like every time I want to worry about something or I want to fixate on something or form an opinion or go into judgment, and I just go, no, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to trust in the Lord. So it's literally a one step, right? It's like turn from my own thought, from from this thing that's trying to drag me down, keep me over here in confusion and paralysis, right? Because this can be a place of a lot of work, but also it can be a place of apathy. It's like, well, the Lord is just going to do it when he's going to do it. But when you come up here, you have grace, which grace is not permission to sin. Can I redefine that? Grace is the power of God to do the will of God in every single moment. It's the power of God to do the will of God in every single moment. So if I'm distracted with all of this, I will not know what the grace is in that moment. So I'm over here worried about whatever politics or my budget or whatever that the Lord doesn't have for me in this moment. And I'm not doing what I'm called to do in this moment. So there is always a choice to lean on our own understanding and just stay trapped in here. Or we can come up, trust in the Lord, and receive the next step. And a lot of times that next step is like, okay, sweetie, go cook dinner. Like, let go of all of this and go do the next thing, right? Go do what the grace is there for. And it comes with the fruit of the Spirit. It comes with peace. When I lay down what I cannot control, what's not mine in the first place, and I come up here in quiet and peaceful trust, and I'm powerful to walk out what the Lord has given me to walk out. Come on. You know, when she said the will of God, my religious background took over. Anybody? Because the will of God, what I grew up with was the will of God is I'm this little like servant slave kind of doing the will of God. You know, the will of God is the promise that he's given you over your life. If we want the promise, the promise is dead center of his will. 
for us. So our moment-by-moment obediences lead us into the promise. It's not that he needs servants and slaves, but as we walk in obedience with him, as we walk by that moment-by-moment obedience, leaning into where there's grace and there's power, because there's grace, there's power to do what he calls us to do, then guess what? We find ourselves in the gooey center of our promise. Come on. Like this whole following the grace, I feel like, has been the most life-changing thing for us. I don't know when the Lord showed this to you, how you've stumbled upon this phrase, but it literally has been... Like, we would sit down in the, in the mornings a lot of times and be like, okay, what is there grace for? And we would say, there is grace for something. <laughs> well, no, well, a lot of times we would sit there. Anybody here, like, you get into problems and you start stressing? <laughs> Only three of us? Awesome, great. And, and I started to recognize that all my stressing never brought any good. Yeah. Well, and the usual, the first thing I did was I ruined Masha's day. Honey, you don't seem stressed. That's a problem. Don't worry. I'll help you. Right? And, 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 and thankfully, I had somebody to help me, just the, her face. And I was like, okay, all right. So this is not, I've just shot the only good thing in my life in the head. So I better back off. God, what is, and I discovered, what is their grace for? What is there grace for? Because there's grace for something in every moment. And how can you know what there's grace for? Sometimes you just have to play battleship. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, is there grace for this? Okay, no. Is there grace for anybody? Anybody done electricity that way? Is this wire lives? Right? No, but literally you can very quickly tell whether there's grace or not. As soon as I go there, shame. Probably not grace. As soon as I go there, anger. As soon as I go there, hate. As soon as I go there, I get an ulcer. As soon as I, boom. But when I go there, joy, grace, love, life. Wow. Doesn't that feel irresponsible? (laughs) Some of you are like, yes, I didn't want to say it, but yes. The reality is responsibility is my ability to be responding to Jesus in any given moment. Don't you know when I respond to Jesus, he does 3,000 times more that in one second than I can do in all of my own effort? Yes. Imagine if Jesus said, Peter, I want you to go to Los Angeles. I'm like, aye, aye, captain. And I walk out these doors and keep walking. And Jesus comes by with his car and says, you want a ride? Yes. Do you see the difference? So like this, this place will be super restful, but productive, Right. There won't be the, sh- the striving of this place, right? Because here is the diminishing return. You can be working really, really hard here. But if you're spiraling in all the same patterns, it's not going to be productive because it's the curse, right? The curse is that it's going to yield less fruit, uh, right? Then you sow, you're going to reap less than you sow, right? Mom. If you come up here in trust, in quiet trust and rest, you're still going to be active because each moment you're going to be taking a step. Come on. Each moment the Lord is going to show you what to do and not worrying about the rest, right? But you're going to move really fast, even though it might feel slow and restful, but it's going to be very fast because things will be happening supernaturally. One of the big things that, you know, it says Jesus endured the cross for what? Despising its shame, but for the joy set before him, right? Why? Because he knew where it was going. Listen, 
many times when God will show me what I need to do and I don't want to do it, and nobody? Okay. Um, I will ask Jesus, what's the joy? And he'll tell me why, because it changes everything. It changes everything when I know what the why is. So you guys remember Joseph? Joseph had a really great idea. He had a promise over his life and he shared it with his brothers, right? How did that go for him? So guys, you guys are going to like bow down to me. How does that make you feel? Right? And what did he do? It didn't turn out well for him. So he ends up a slave in Egypt. Do you think he didn't, he wanted to be a slave in Egypt? No. But what did he do? He didn't fight that season but he embraced it and it built in him the skills he needed to thrive in Pharaoh's court. Ooh. So I have my visual over here <laughs> of this Dania's birthday balloon that with that weight, it stays on the ground. That's the stuff we talked about, right? The judgments, the opinions, the shoulds, the worry the fear that holds us, the expectations. And as we release it, let's see what happens. Right? <laughs> Come on. So if we can pass out those little papers, that would be amazing. I got little papers for you guys because I know, you know that I'm going to make it practical, right? <laughs> We're going to write things down. <laughs> I'm not going to let you out of here without listening to Jesus. <laughs> Come on. If, if somebody could run to the arrows room and grab some pens for us, that yeah. would be awesome. Thank you so much. Um, there you go. So it has a couple questions on the page. As, I was, uh, as we were talking, I know that for many of us, um, those, those things that we need to release are coming to the forefront, right? It's, it's, um, it's popping on our minds. People we need to forgive, people we need to release. I believe there's a lot of business, businesses, you're gonna get a supernatural strategy as soon as you release some judgments. Things you've been waiting on financially, like a lot of times, yeah, as we release judgments, as we release, um, um, the should uh, is also a judgment, right? Yeah, so that's a, that's a form of judgment. If you re release yourself from some of the shoulds, I feel like maybe a lot of us will have some personal breakthrough. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you shouldn't have to dig very deep. Yeah, it should be, pre you yeah, shouldn't. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be on the surface at this yeah. point. This is not, you know, yeah. God, David said, search my heart, oh God. <laughs> this is not a time to dig deep in your heart. Just simply ask Jesus, Jesus. A lot of that stuff is already floating on the surface. Um, if you've been having like dialogues in your head, arguing with someone, it's probably a pretty good indicator most of the time. <laughs> The person you need to release. Um, if you hear like someone's voice in your head, that would be a good person to release. <laughs> um, if you have an interior dialogue where you call yourself names, that's a good one. Where you judge yourself. Um, if you have a big question or some kind of a big um, 
expectation that failed, um, yeah. that now you can't move forward. If this be, hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. That would be really good to release to the Lord. If there's a person who um, their choices render you powerless. Mm -hmm. um, this exercise, let's just do maybe all together. Jesus, we forgive Jesus, and we release. Forgive. We release. Both of our political parties. Both of our political parties. <laughs> Both the one we voted for yes, the one and we the didn't. the one we didn't. And just, we just release them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Whew, I feel like a lot of things lifted from people just with that simple thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So write down what you're releasing. And then the next question down there is, what is, as I trust you, Lord, what is the next steps I need to take in your grace? Where is your grace leading me? What do I need to do? What is their grace for? Remember, whatever there's grace for, he will empower you to do. Mm -hmm. If he's encouraging you to clean up a mess, mm -hmm. it's because he's giving you grace. If he's calling you to go someplace that's been scary for you, it's because he's giving you grace. you to write those things down as he's showing you stuff. Yeah. You know, I know for us, um, one of the areas that he led us was um, for years we knew we needed to get a new house, and uh, but it was just too big and scary. And then finally he just said, why don't you do one step? Why don't you clean up your credit? And I And we did. And then we next step and next step and next step. Even though it was scary to even start that whole process, mm -hmm. he gave us grace. But the grace led us one step at a time, right? Even if he's calling you to do big things, it's going to be one step at a time. Come on. Come on. So it's this place that's overwhelming and confusing, right? He's going to do it with a lot of peace, a lot of wisdom of how to walk it out. He might be leading you to ask forgiveness of somebody. All right. Well, let's just all pray together, and if the worship team can come up as we're praying. Jesus, we just give you all of those things that we've been holding on to. We give you our judgments our opinions, our expectations, our shoulds. We just release. And we break partnership with worry and fear and anxiety and striving. And we choose to take a step into your rest. Lord, we choose to trust you this morning instead of leaning to our own understanding. Let's all stand and worship.